This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Gun store owners reported activity to the FBI, but they didn't act on it. And social justice warriors are still at it. And why is there 72 DHS employees on the terror watch list? Hi, I'm Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin. This is the Blaze Radio Network, and it starts right now. Hello, welcome. Hello, welcome to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin here on the Blaze Radio Network. We want to get to your calls today at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Today, I just really want you guys to walk with me. Um, As I indicated yesterday on the program and on TV, I will not say the terrorist name. But I will give you analysis from a security standpoint on what we should have done, what we did do, and what we have to do in the future to prevent attacks like this. I don't think we understand how much we messed up and how we could have prevented this attack. And I know many people are still mourning, and I want us to have that mourning time. But it's important that we take this time to reflect before they attack again. We are in a critical uh, point right now from a security standpoint. And the enemy is prepared to attack, but we have to be ready. So, let's start with his childhood, okay? Because this is important, and and we're talking, you're talking to somebody that started their career working in the juvenile justice system. And so, my understanding of kids when it comes from a juvenile standpoint or kids being abused when I served on the Child Protective Service Board in Dallas, I understand both sides of it, but it's important that we Walk through this, okay? At age 14, this terrorist, I won't say his name, would shoot an AK-47 and mimic an airplane flying in the World Trade Center. Okay? This is at age 14. He also, while he was a child, 
was disciplined at school 31 times between the years of 1992 and 1999 for reasons including hitting students. These are all acts of violence. He was convicted of juvenile battery. In the years of 1999 to 2001, he was suspended for a total of 48 days for four, I'm sorry, for 15 different instances of rule violations in the school district. And September 11, 2001, as class makes looked and shocked, he celebrated the terrorist attack that day, and he claimed that Osama bin Laden was his uncle. This is important that we understand this timeline, people. He inspired to be a law enforcement official. And many of us that understand ISIS and their plan, not only do they want to infiltrate the government itself, but they also want to be in law enforcement. It's all a part of the big plan. He wanted to be in law enforcement. His letter of explanation on May 2001, he said, I got in a fight with a fellow student in my math class at the high school. After the fight occurred, the school resource officer released me to my parents. I did not get handcuffed. I did not go to jail. They charged me with battery, but it was later adjudicated in the charge of disturbing school function was dropped. If it had been five years since the fight have occurred, and I have not gotten in any altercation as it relates to physical contact to this point. This was an experience of me, of mine, growing up, and I learned a big lesson from it. I was 14 years old when this fight occurred. The problem is, in his adult life, As he was working for a court as security, he got in another physical altercation. And from that point, he made different threats against people in the workplace. They then took those threats to the local police and FBI. The FBI investigated those cases. But the problem was, They didn't do anything. They investigated it, but there was not enough evidence, they say, to charge him. Many of threats were made, but they weren't taken seriously. Then we find out that he had radical behavior. Now, I want to take you back to when he was a child. Who in the hell calls Osama bin Laden their uncle? Their uncle. Where did he learn this from? And many of you know that I've said from the very beginning that as it relates to his father, I don't trust them. As it relates to the wife, I don't trust them. And I believe his dad had some type of influence on his life that his son was able to go to school on 9-11 and then say Osama bin Laden was his uncle. 
Who does that? So then let's fast forward to weeks and months before the attack. Okay? We know years before, three years before, they reported him for saying radical things to the employees. He, re- he, he then applies to the police academy where he was kicked out because of his behavior. Now he goes to the gun store. Let's play that first cut. We'll have that for you guys in a second. I want to play the first cut of him talking about getting body armor. And, and there was a uh, gun store owner that reported this to the FBI. Do we have that first cut? When he was on his cell phone, he had a conversation in a foreign language that was more concerning. Do you hear that? Let's play cut two. There's more. We did contact authorities and let them know we just had a suspicious person that was in here. And there was nothing that would come of it. They reported it to the FBI. You have somebody that's trying to get level three body armor, which is the top body armor that you can buy as a civilian. They they saw something that was suspicious. And the FBI didn't follow up on it. So we have three times. One person, we got one person that the FBI has now been contacted three times about, and they still didn't get involved. Yes, yes, there there is some blame when it comes to Barack Obama. Yes, there is some blame when it comes to members of the House and Senate that sit on the Intelligence Committee that are just, that, that that they are responsible to protect us. But there's also some blame when it as it relates to the FBI. How in the world did all of these contacts happen with the FBI and there was no punishment? It's unacceptable. But the progressives want you to believe that this has nothing to do with radical Islam or that people didn't do their jobs. You know what it's about? It's about Donald Trump. And ladies of The View talked about this. They said it's about Donald Trump. We're going to get into that when we come back. Lawrence Jones with the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is the Jay Severin Show. Welcome back to the show. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin right here on the Blaze Radio Network. We can't thank you enough for tuning in to the broadcast. As you know, you can call us. At 888 900 
Before we went to the break, I was giving you a timeline. And I know this is something that people don't want to talk about, but timelines are important. Any job that you work on, when you fail to do your job, there are consequences. And you go back and you look at what happened. Why weren't you able to do your job? What were the conflicts? Somebody failed. And if the government refuses to go through the timeline, I'll go through it with the information that they've released to us and the information that patriots like our friend who's a gun store owner told us about him actually reporting to the FBI. Let's play that cut again. Cut one. When he one. was on his cell phone, he had a conversation in a foreign language that was more concerning. We did contact authorities and let them know we just had a suspicious person that was in here and there was nothing to become of it. There was nothing to become of it. They did their jobs. We remember back in California, the San Bernardino uh, terrorists, the people that stayed next door were afraid to report it. And we kept saying, if you see something, say something. Well, this guy saw something, he said something, and there was no follow-up. The employees at the courthouse saw something, experienced something, and reported it. And they said something, and there was nothing else after that. And that's a problem. Meanwhile, those on the progressive left, those that have told us all alone that it was all about Islamophobia, that it isn't about Islam, it's about the guns, they have an interesting perspective. You know those ladies that are on The View? They often tout the progressive agenda. They said it's all about Donald Trump, and he's a part of it. Let's play that cut. He mentioned a whole lot of folks. Uh, yes. He said he was aligned with a whole lot of folks. Listen, nobody's going to know what the answer is. The thing about Trump, though, is that uh, he's the recruiter-in-chief. He is, For ISIS. He is basically working with ISIS yes. to kill us. They are working together. Yes. Just remember what I'm saying. And why do you say this, Troy? Because... Every time you go after the Muslims and you talk about how they shouldn't come into the country and how they're all a bunch of whatevers, you are saying to ISIS, make another video to show people who are sympathetic to your cause. And don't think they haven't made many videos showing Donald Trump. He is a dangerous menace to the country. (laughs) Well, I be damned. It's Donald Trump's fault because he put a gun to their head. He identified the problem. And now it, it, it's Donald Trump's fault because ISIS, he's the commander-in-chief of ISIS. He's the leader-in-chief. This is the nonsense that the liberal press and these actors and actresses in Hollywood are spewing. That the people that identify the problem are the problem. You can no longer call it by its name. You can no longer bring attention to the problem. You can no longer defeat the problem. Because when you do that, you are the problem. 
This is the logic that they use. The president make fun of people that tell him to use radical Islam. Do you think radical Islam is, you know, going to tr- call, you know, change it if I say radical Islam? Yes. It makes me feel like you identified the problem. We call rapists rapists, don't we? We call murderers murderers. Why can't we call radical Islam radical Islam? It's important. It shows that you've identified the problem. And people, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm getting really annoyed. I'm getting really annoyed when people say, uh, we don't know why he did what he did. We have no clue why this man did these acts. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, you bet we do. He said it. He pledged his support to ISIS. We know this. This is not speculation. These are the facts. But for some reason, the liberal press refuses to acknowledge. Law enforcement officials said this, the FBI. They said he became radicalized online, yet the key facts remain unknown about what drove him to launch the terror terror attack. I'd be damned. I mean, you just said we know he became radicalized. We know what he believes, but we don't know what caused this attack. His belief system caused this attack. Why are people so afraid, especially those that are responsible for our safety? Why are they so afraid to acknowledge why people commit acts? I mean, we, we, we say why people commit murders. We say why people rape people. We say why people break in people's homes. We identify the problem. But for some reason, we don't want to get on the airwaves. We don't want to stand before the media and say his religion was responsible, that the documents, the God that he prays to, okay, are all a part of the reason why he committed this terror attack. It's not that hard. And these are the people that are responsible for our safety. But they're afraid to call the enemy by his name. And many people are saying, Lawrence, get off this soapbox. I'm going to be on this soapbox until I feel safe. And right now, I don't feel safe. Because there's a gun-free zone everywhere. I, I went to school. Not only did I, I get my degree in criminal justice, but I went and I got my level four security license. I got my CHL. I put myself in a position where I could protect me and my family, and they keep putting roadblocks. Not only that, I tried to serve and identify these problems. Do you realize that this guy almost became a cop? If he didn't get kicked out of the academy, you don't think people have made it through to be a cop? You don't think there's some judges that have pledged their belief system to radical Islam? You don't think there are people that are running for Congress and Senate and state legislators that are pledging their belief system to radical Islam? If you don't think so, then you're an idiot. I'm sorry. They are positioning themselves to take over. And this is not one of those things where I'm trying to um, flan the flames. I'm trying to get people to wake up. 
Because we don't have to worry about them being on foreign land anymore. They're here. And they're faking it until they can make it. They're faking it until it's time to attack. There has been an attack on this country every single year since Obama has been the president of the United States. And nobody wants to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Lawrence Jones with the Blaze Radio Network. More when we come back. Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin right here on the Blaze Radio Network. I promise you we will get to your calls today. Give us a call at 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Thank you so much for tuning into the program. Uh, I got to apologize. I'm a little fired up today because I just don't understand how we continue to make the same mistakes. Isn't that the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. I think our leaders are insane. I think they're crazy. I don't think that they really are putting their best effort to secure us. I mean, I could be wrong. We got a caller for you. Angela, welcome to the program. Angela? Hello. Welcome to the program. Well, hi, Lawrence. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining us. Well, I wanted to say, first of all, that you are a breath of fresh air to listen to. I've really enjoyed listening to you the last few days. I appreciate that. One of the things, well, a couple of things I'd like to comment on, if you don't mind. You said a few minutes ago that uh, you're tired of living in the gun-free zone, and I think this whole country has become a common-sense-free zone, unfortunately. Amen to that. I, I believe. <laughs> I believe that... This is a common sense issue, Angela. I believe that the people that are prepared to uh, defend themselves are the ones that are going to survive. But yet the government continues to put more restrictions on for us. You are absolutely right. And then one of the other things you had said as well regarding the FBI and how they've screwed up. I wonder, I guess events make you wonder, is it truly that they screwed up and they missed all these things? Or is it more likely that they have been directed to look the opposite way, much like ICE and the border situation uh, by mm-hmm. this administration being politically correct? Have they just mm-hmm. been told, you know, oh, we don't want to see that, so don't even bring it up. Don't go there. And then they miss all those signs, and look what happens. I believe that their hands have been tied by That's the government. Right. Uh, I believe yeah. that uh, whether it's the DOJ, Loretta Lynch sticking her nose into it, or the president himself uh, tying their hands. But I I still think they have a duty. There are people that will stand with them. There are members of Congress that should protect these people. They have a duty to the country and to the law itself. You know, it's just like those brave soldiers when they were seeing, you know, 
some of the Afghan soldiers and Iraqi soldiers molesting children on the military base. They stood up. They lost their their jobs uh, as a result. But there were patriots that stood with those people. And I think that's what we need. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got to stop this craziness. We have just got to stop this craziness. Amen to that, sister. Thank you so much for your call. You guys, it's imperative that we throw the political correctness out of the door and put our security first, not last. We got to do that or it's going to kill us. We are going to die on the sword of political correctness. Mark my words. If we get a Hillary as president, it's, it's going to happen because they're more concerned about what people feel. I don't care if people of the Islamic faith feel like this isn't the place for them. I'm sorry. Tough luck. There are countries that allow this progressive agenda as well as think the way they think. That believe that women should be set on fire for disobeying their husband. That believe that homosexuals should should be uh, uh, murdered for what they believe. There are countries that you can get away with it. America is not the place for it. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. But, of course, the social justice warriors would disagree. As a matter of fact, the social justice warriors are in a little bit of a pickle because they're put in a tough spot. I mean, they like the LGBT community, but, you know, Black Lives Matter has their agenda. As a matter of fact, I got a recording that I want you guys to listen to of this little scuffle at a memorial where it's supposed to be honoring the people that died but Black Lives Matter couldn't couldn't do anything but make it about themselves. Let's play that cut. I was really nervous to get up here because there's a lot of white people in the crowd. A lot of white people. <laughs> and that wasn't a joke. I wish this many people came out to our racial demonstrations and our Black Lives Matter movements. Mm-hmm. Had to make it about them. How are you? I, I I don't want to stand up here and be angry because this isn't this isn't for me and this isn't for you. It's it's for the people that we lost and the people we may lose tomorrow and the people we lost yesterday. Uh, but I thought I'd take the moment to just like list out some facts that many of you probably don't know um, because you're white. <laughs> I'm not gonna make it about. Us. It's not about me. It's not about us. But I'm going to make it about us. You're not going to understand this because you guys are white. And even though we're here to honor the people that died that happened to be of the LGBT community, you guys don't understand because you're white. And the applause. I can't believe this. You, you're, you're telling me there, there wasn't one person in that crowd that disagreed what these people had to say. One thing that has been become very clear to me 
is that people are just cowards, okay? We have a lot of cowards in America because there should have been someone stood up to Black Lives Matter and said, you know what, this isn't about you guys today. I'm sorry. It's not about you. We are here to honor people that died. That were black, white, Latino. But they have to make it about them. There's never, never a dull moment with these people. They make everything about them. It always is about them being the victim. Meanwhile, it had nothing to do with them. Absolutely nothing to do with them. And the progressives wouldn't even stand up to them because they're afraid of them. We're talking about the same people that allowed uh, Black Lives Matters to tear up their rallies. Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, Martin O'Malley, all of them scared. They're afraid of Black Lives Matter because they're afraid of being called racist. This, this is their own group of people. Their own group of people that they're afraid of because nobody wants to be called racist, even though this situation had nothing to do with them. Absolutely nothing to do with them. This is the political correctness stuff that I was talking about that's going to kill us because it's no longer what's right and what's wrong. It's about advancing what political agenda you have at the moment. And if we can't come together when innocent Americans die and put our political agendas aside, then we're messed up than I thought. We're really messed up as a society. There is something very wrong with this group of people. I tell you, where is DeRay? Where's DeRay, the leader of Black Lives Matter, who ran for mayor in Baltimore? Isn't he gay as well? Why didn't he stand up? You know why? Because he's collecting a check now. Hmm? Paid advocates now, they won't stand up to their own people because they're collecting checks. But I thought it was about the people. Where are these activists? calling out their own, telling them they're going a little bit too far. We have reached a point where they have no control. There are no lines in America. There was once a time where people mourned the dead, that they put their political differences aside, and we came together Because it was the right thing to do. We mourned together. You got people on CNN and other political outlets chastising people that were against gay marriage. Because you don't stand with the gays because you weren't for gay marriage. So why are you standing with them now? Unacceptable. There are people that just don't want People to die just because you're against the gay marriage doesn't mean that you want innocent gay people to die. The nerve of these people to take this attack to push their political rhetoric. The nerve of these people.
to stand on the Senate floor. Why people are mourning. People haven't even been buried yet. And they're taking advantage of this. There is no shame when it comes to progressives. It's not about what's right and what's wrong. It's about what they can do, what they can say to take advantage of the American people. And you can take that to the bank every single time. Watch when there is a national tragedy. You look at Facebook. You look at Twitter. They take advantage. We got more when we come back right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Lawrence Jones, the end for Jay Severin right here on the Blaze Radio Network. As I was saying before we went to the break, I have no patience for this nonsense. I've invited Black Lives Matter on the program any time. Let's talk about progress in the black community. Let's talk about economic equality, about everybody coming up. Let's talk about capitalism. That is the equalizer. Let's talk about black jobs. Let's talk about that type of stuff. But, of course, they don't want to come on because I'm not going to allow them to bully me around. Wrong guy. Wrong guy. We got a caller. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks for calling. Thank you. This is Ellen. I'm Ellen, thanks. Thank thank you. Uh, I hope the weather is uh, cool out there. Um, not too bad. Not, not too, too bad. bad. But I, Lawrence, I love you. Uh, you have a passion that is just spot on. You know, I, I it just it just makes me wonder. I get a uh, an email the other day from somebody asking me to sign a petition to ban assault rifles. You know, when are people going to learn? That it's not the good people that do Mm-mm. the killings. Mm-hmm. You know, are they? I, I just cannot imagine mm-hmm. a human being being so stupid <laughs> that they cannot. They cannot say this is not right. No, you know. I mean, what we have a we've had government that has not supported us. Um, you know, and I, I blame a lot of it on the ed- on education too. Because mm-hmm. our kids are not being taught that they have – it's all about them. It's well, not you, about – Well, ahead, you know sorry. what? It, there, there, there is these college liberal professors uh, that, that are putting this in the minds of children. It is yes. at the uh, high schools now, in, in the elementary schools uh, now. I mean, just think, yes. in, in Missouri – um, the college professors were letting the college students get out of class free just so they can go protest. Now, what in what world is that okay? Uh, none. I'm a full-time student myself. I'm 60 years old. I attend Liberty University. I'm studying. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm studying for evangelism. You know, it scares me because, you know, but I am ready. I'll go to jail. 
That's right. It's the word. That's know, right. Because I'm sick and tired of the of Christians and mm-hmm. you know being lambasted for everything. You know, that's right. I mean, that's if right. you can't blame somebody. You got to blame the Christians. I'm telling you, you know, and we, what is happening is, is that some of these Christians are so lukewarm. Yes. And they, they, they're they so concerned about their 501c3 statuses that they don't want to uh, offend the exactly. government. And exactly. I'm telling you, Ellen, I'm right there with you. Who is ready to stand? I continue to preach this. Who yes. will stand against the government when they come after us? I have to. I have to. If Jesus knocked on my door today, I'd leave everything. I am. That, he is my passion. He is who I serve. And when I hear all this garbage coming out of the mouths of people, you know, it's just, it's just unbelievable to me. I, El- you know, I Ellen, can't fathom it. Ellen, I thank you so much for calling the program. You be blessed, my sister. That's it. Ellen is right. Who will stand against the government? Are you going to be complacent? It's never over. Christians, you have to stand. Patriots, you have to stand. We got more when you come back on the Blaze Radio Network. Lawrence in for Jay Severin. Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Bernie has said all along that he's been cheated by the DNC. Now he may have proof the DNC emails were hacked. And Philadelphia is the first city to pass a soda tax, and it's going to cost about $90 million next year. And pro-abortion activist groups plan on flying a drone carrying abortion pills into Northern Ireland next week as a part of their campaign to target pro-life countries. We got a lot more to talk about, folks, and it starts right now. Welcome to the program, Lawrence Jones, in for Jay Severin right here on the Blaze Radio Network. We still want to get to your calls at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. I tell you guys, um, great first hour of talking with you guys. And I, I want to talk about this political correctness thing and how it continues to destroy us. Real quick, I didn't get to get to this in the first hour. Uh, But the social justice warriors, not only did they make the situation uh, as it relates to the LGBT community in Orlando and the killings, but many of you may remember the story that happened this week with the child that was killed on the Disney Resort by the alligator. And these social justice warriors are calling this karma for the white savages, give me a break, folks. 
Like, seriously, give me a break. Do we have to do this every single time? Every time a white person dies, is it all payback? Good God, I haven't met more hateful people in my life. Jeez. I mean, I tell people this all the time. You know, racism works both ways. You can be black and hate white people and be racist. You can be white and hate black people and be racist. I mean, it goes both ways. And how shameful an innocent child that died and they take this as an opportunity to talk about white privilege. Jeez, when is this going to stop? When are we going to move past this? When are we going to try to get rid of the hate in our hearts? Are we going to continue to let these tragedies happen and go back to the same old, same old? Gosh, got to get past this. Got to get past this. Bernie Sanders has said all along that he's been cheated. That the Democratic Party has been using the rules and the resources to support Hillary Clinton. And let's be honest, folks. We know it's true. We know it's true. Despite Bernie Sanders' numbers as it relates to the people that attend his rallies and the mass support that he receives and his openness to communicate with the press as well as the people directly, the DNC has treated him very unfairly. They've used the superdelegates as a way to rally support for him where it was almost impossible to win. Impossible. The amount of delegates that were pledged to Hillary Clinton before the race even started made it impossible for Bernie Sanders to ever have a shot in winning this nomination. And all along, he said, this as a is a result of the DNC supporting Hillary from the beginning. They promise not to be biased and to allow the people to decide. But that simply hasn't been true. And we know this by the emails. And one of the emails, um, let's see. It says that they use background briefing prep with reporters for interviews with GOP candidate off the record conversation and up opposition pitches to help pitch stories with no fingerprints and utilize reporters to drive a message. This was all being done for Hillary Clinton. Financial document and a list of campaign donors that the DNC already had were turned over to Hillary Clinton. Come on, people. Let's, Let's just call it for it is the Democratic Party who prides themselves on democracy and being for the people. Didn't trust the people. They wanted to slant the election themselves. They believed that they had the best decision for the people. Because if they truly 
wanted this election in the hands of the people, they would allow Hillary Clinton to run on her own merits and her own resources. But that's not what they did. They intentionally slanted this election. They intentionally ignored the people. And I'll just tell you this. They're going to pay a price for this. You, If you think Bernie Sanders supporters are just going to get in line and vote for Hillary Clinton, you got another thing coming. These people are confident in their ideology. They are adamant about changes that need to be reformed when it comes to the campaign finance system. They're adamant about their belief system of redistribution of wealth. And you think they're going to go along with Hillary Clinton? You got another thing to comment. Hillary Clinton won't get a lot of their votes. Let's just be honest about it. She's not progressive enough. And Bernie Sanders pushed her to the left. Okay? Let's just not forget this. She was supposed to be a moderate Democrat. We're talking about the same people uh, that received money from Wall Street and gave them speeches for money. Now, I'm not, I'm not knocking her capitalism, but be honest about it. You think that money was for free? You, you, you think when these people give these politicians, these big businesses, give these politicians money, it's because of the kindness of their heart? Come on, people. Let's not play games here. They want something in return. And the Clintons have a long track record of you scratch my back, I scratch yours. That's why Hillary Clinton is under fire as it relates to the Clinton Foundation. She talks about all this stuff in other countries and how they abuse women and how we got to stand up for the gay community. How we have to unify. Meanwhile, she's receiving money from Islamic countries that beat women that set gays on fire that make women shield their faces that molest children yeah what do you have to say about that miss clinton and y'all think bernie sanders is going to get in line with this There's no way. And, and and we still got more for you when it comes to the people, the diplomats that have urged every since Clinton was the Secretary of State to get more aggressive when it as it relates to Syria and the people coming across. But when she was Secretary of State, she wanted everybody to just to continue to come over. Meanwhile, they're bringing terrorists to our country, as I talked about in the first hour. 
all of these things are going to take her down. And Bernie Sanders, you mark my words, I don't care if he stands with her after this is said and done. He's going to do everything in his power to make sure Hillary Clinton goes down when it, as it relates to Donald Trump. Make Mark my words, he is not going to support Hillary Clinton as much as he pretends he is. Him nor his supporters will. We got more when we come back. Lawrence Jones, the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin, Severin. on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin right here on the Blaze Radio Network. As I said before, we want to get to your calls. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast. Um, You know, every day. I sit down and I evaluate myself and my belief systems and I pray and I have these conversations with God and I I really criticize myself and, you know, try to be a better person. You know, I think we all should, you know, strive to be better people. But one thing I will never be able to understand is progressives stuck on stupid. And today is no different. Philadelphia and its Democratic mayor passes a soda tax that will cost residents $90 million next year. What? What are you guys doing? I mean, seriously. What is the purpose of this? What is this mama and daddy government system? And I'm going to get to the facts of this, but let's just talk about it at face value. Let's not even get into the facts yet, because we're going to get into those. We'll talk about the effects. But let's just talk logically. Should the government be able to tell you what to eat and drink? Plain and simple. Because that's what they're saying. We know your body better than you do. We're going to tell you what you're going to eat. And what you're not going to eat. And if you don't listen to us in our research. Then we're going to make sure there is a tax on it. That way we know you won't eat it. The numbers say otherwise. But they still say. This is going to stop the consumption. Of sodas. And this type of stuff comes straight from the top. You know, I I leave the wives, children out of politics, you know, when they're not involved. At, when they're president candidates, senators, congressmen, I leave the families out of it. I just don't touch them. But when you insert yourself, it's fair game. This type of stuff came from Michelle Obama, folks. You remember the lunches that the kids have been throwing away? 
her garden and all this nonsense. If you want to do that for your family and, and, and all that, that, that's totally fine. But when you start running up in my household telling me what I can eat and drink, I'm sorry, I got a problem with that. I'm a big guy. I like to eat. I like to drink soda every once in a while. And now this administration, as well as their liberal counterparts in the Democratic Party, have passed the nation's first ever soda tax. And it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable that they think they're their mom and dad. But check this out. Part of their theory was this. If we pass this tax, this high tax, then this would reduce the consumption. And you know liberals, they're so big on science. They're so big on science. So let's go to a scientific poll. Berkeley did a poll, and um, according to the research done by Berkeley, there is none to little data that proves that the tariff makes any significant difference in the consumption rate. That's Berkeley's poll. So the logic that they're using to prevent you from drinking the soda isn't working, and they're still doing it. And and as we know, the liberals pr- pride themselves on it, it's the science. Don't disagree with the doctors because it's the science behind it. Well, Berkeley did a scientific poll. They did it. They did their research, and it's not going to affect the outcome of who buys it. So that brings me to my next point. I think $90 million is a pretty good chunk of change. Seems like Mr. Uh, and Mrs. Government want to make some more money. Let's just get to the root of the problem, folks. This was never about people's health. This was never about making sure People are healthy in America. This was about making money. Why? Lord, how could you say that? The liberals would never do that. Oh, yeah, they will. The studies that they pride themselves on said that it wouldn't affect who buys it, which was their purpose, to stop people from buying as much as soda. Let's put a tax on it, and then, you know, people won't buy it as much. The study showed that it wouldn't affect it. So you guys continue to keep the tax there. That leaves me to believe, and anybody with a brain, that you wanted to collect the cash. And you're going to get a lot of cash, $90 million of cash. But guess who's going to affect? The study also said that in this study, it impacted lower-income people. Oh, Did you guys just get yourself in a pickle? I thought that you were the defender of the poor. I thought you guys stood up for the poor, that you were going to make sure that they have health care. That didn't work. That a great education system, that didn't work. Now we're going to make sure the poor is healthy, make sure they don't get no sodas. 
This is the talking point they give us daily, daily. So mamas and daddy government, Democratic Party, going to make sure people that has a lot of money can afford sodas now. Thirteen to four was the vote on this. This is why we can't have nice things in America, folks. Because you're always going to have a progressive agenda that think they know your body more than you do. They only depend on science when it benefits their cause. It's insane that we've gotten to this point. But guess what? Nobody will call them out on this. Nobody has the guts to say, you know what? It was never about the health of people in the city of Philadelphia. It's about getting $90 million. That's what it's about. It has nothing to do with people's health. You guys want a good chunk of change to buy something or give you guys uh, uh, increases in your salary. It's preposterous. And it's shameful. And somebody should call them out on it. We got more when you come back on the Blaze Radio Network. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin. Keep it here. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for joining the program, Lawrence Jones, in for Jay Severin. We want to get to your calls, 888-900-3393, 888 Thank you so much for joining the program. We got so much more in this little time that I'm hoping I can cover it all. But we got a caller, Alfred, from Utah. Thanks for joining the program. Hi, thanks for having me on. I just had a question. If they're going to have a soda tax, what about mm-hmm. the people on government assistance? They don't pay tax. It's all excluded. Where does it go there? See, there you go. That's a good question. That's a good question. Are they, and this is what I was talking about. They never factored in the less fortunate people that they're so adamant about caring for. So I think their their their, their back is going to be against the wall on this, brother. I believe so. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. Thank you. Thanks for joining the program. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about that. What are the people in Philadelphia? Apparently, they don't pay taxes. Um, we got another call. Jacob. Yes. Hi, sir. Good to speak with you today. Thanks for joining the program. Awesome. Um, I wanted to talk about the horrible situation with the, with the alligator at Disney, Disneyland. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. Yeah, that's really sad that that would happen. Um, I know they have a lot of gators in Florida because I went to UCF in Orlando myself. Uh, graduated there, and they have a lot of gators in Florida. You can you can drive around and the putt putt courses actually have where you can feed the gators and everything, and they're everywhere. Um, but you don't really seem to think of that when you're on vacation. You're not thinking about 
you know, a big huge gators, especially in Disneyland at like a at the resort like there. You know, I think and, and that poor family has to go through that. Um I mm-hmm. actually found a video of a big it's an eight footer gator, about eight to eight to ten foot gator. It was back from twenty twelve and it was at Disney Disney at the at that same resort and there's a they recorded it and it was they were like it was really pretty impressive at this huge gator. That was a long twenty twelve was a long time ago and they, apparently they knew about the problems they were having there and they didn't even put any signs up there. That's just absolutely ridiculous. They should have some kind of signs to tell people that are coming from that famous in Nebraska and you know, I I shared that video on my website too. It's just awful horrible. Well, I think that's part of the problem. A lot of people in Florida, as well as Disney, are very aware of the problem. But the people, as you know, Disney is a tourist location. And so these people that are coming out of state because there are no signs, um, they don't know about it. But the people that do live there have complained um, about it. And I think uh, Disney is going to be liable for some of these damages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think. I think they should uh, sue them or something. That's awful. They should fix the problem. And I like on my website that I put the video up on there, um, bringing attention to the to the alligator and also to, to the Zika virus. Because I, you know, I grew up in Florida. I've got to give my website out. Is that right, sir? Yeah, go ahead. It's uh, Zika, as in Zika Virus Map dot net. So that's Zika Virus Map M A P dot net dot N E T. And it's up there. Um, tells all about the problem Florida's having with mosquitoes and now alligators. I mean, it just hits close to home because I grew up there, Brevard County. Went to school at UCF. Um, spent most of my life in Florida, and you know, I've seen lots of gators. I mean, I've seen 12 to 15 feet out of the wildlife refuge. And they have a really nice wildlife refuge at Kennedy Space Center. You can go out there and see the. It was yeah, huge. A- I saw. Yeah, they get big. Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, location. I've been to Florida myself and saw myself. Thank you so much for joining the program. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks. Um, Yeah, tragic situation. And as I said, guys, please, uh, if if you're praying, folks, please keep that family uh, in your thoughts and prayers. You know, uh, my brother and Blaze colleague, Matt Walsh, wrote a, a fantastic article talking about you know, all the people that are criticizing this family because they had no clue. The dad fought to get this child back, um, but he couldn't do it. He just couldn't. And he didn't know, you know, the family didn't know that there were gators out there. There were tourists. And so please keep these people in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, just to pivot a little bit, since we're talking about life, there is a pro-abortion activist groups from the U.S. are planning to fly a drone carrying abortion pills in Northern Ireland next week as part of their campaign targeting pro-life countries. Give me a break. As if it was enough, these American murderers that target minority communities with their Sanger-like tactics to murder babies Now they're going to other countries like Ireland who had the guts to stand up against their murdering tactics. And now they want to drop abortion pills in the country. Currently in Ireland, in Northern Ireland, abortion is permitted if the mother's life is in danger. But other than that, it's not legal. 
It comes to two months after a 21-year-old pregnant woman bought an abortion uh, poison online that would kill the fetus. So now they want to take these abortion pills and sprinkle them around the country on a drone. These are sick people, folks. And many of you may be thinking, hey, it's illegal already in the country where apparently they're using these pills uh, to test on women. And this this group is called Women on Waves, uh, the Neverland-based abortion group heading uh, the abortion drone pill said that they will fly into the country from Ireland at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. And Women on the Wave is calling an, an, an all-island act of solidarity between women in the North and the South to highlight a violation of human rights. Yeah, because it's a human right to murder children caused by existing laws that criminalize abortion in both of North and South Ireland, except in very limited circumstances. You know, these people, I mean, the nerve of them, to say that it's a human right to murder children. You got to be kidding me. Where are all the feminists? Where are they standing up for this? I mean, it's insane that these people glorify uh, murdering children. And many times they're giving these people these pills after the baby is fully developed to kill the baby, which is illegal, which is murder. But they have no shame. There is no type of conviction about what they're doing to lives. And like I say, uh, continuously, that this is about targeting minority communities. The progressives always want to play the race card. Well, let me give you some race facts, okay? 85% of the abortions in abortion facilities are located in black or Latino neighborhoods. They just simply are. It was part of Sanger's mission. And many Democrats will say, well, that has long been changed. Then why are they still located in those minority communities? I would love an explanation. If there's somebody that can explain to our viewers on why they're still located in those minority neighborhoods, you're welcome on this program anytime. Please have a conversation with us why they continue to do that if they're not trying to be about Sanger's mission. Meanwhile, they say it's about women's care because this is helping women. It's unbelievable, and it's criminal. Some countries have the guts to make laws and pass laws to outlaw this. America is behind. America doesn't have any guts. The Republicans who continue to uh, uh, fund Planned Parenthood have no guts, have no backbone, have no conviction. They shouldn't be getting any government money to perform these abortions. Now, I know many of them say, oh, no, 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 no. Planned Parenthood, they're not allowed to take part of that money, you know, the money that they receive from the government to commit these abortions. You mean to tell me they know how to separate the funds? I don't believe it. Not one bit. And 
this satanic temple joins Planned Parenthood and their pro-abortion crusade. In the face of growing pressure of Planned Parenthood after revelation that it was selling human body parts, the satanic temple have launched a pro-abortion crusade to come to aid of America's largest abortion provider. Now, if this isn't an example of how bad we've gotten, then I don't know what it is. They are, they're joining with satanic groups to kill babies, and nobody is alarmed by that. This is good and evil. This is right and wrong. How do you say this is the right side of history when the satanic people are behind Planned Parenthood now? Jesus, please come back. I mean, seriously, do we have to flash lights saying, you know, this is wrong? Does Jesus need to come back and just like beam a light and show you which direction is the right way to go? Or are you going to take the signs? I don't know. I just don't know. If we don't understand that satanic people standing with Planned Parenthood isn't a problem, then I can't help you. We got more when we come back. Lawrence Jones on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Still want to get to your calls. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. We got Cotty calling in. Cotty, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Lawrence. Hey, I wanted to compliment you on... What a great job you you're doing, and your thank you, sir. How far you've come! I first bumped in you at the uh, Birmingham event. Wow, I remember that. It was uh, yeah, it was quite an event. But uh, think back at how much it's changed, even since just then. You know, we we thought we were gathering, making a big difference, and almost mm-hmm. feels like the air gets let out of the balloon some days. You know. You know, uh, Cody. Thanks so much for your call. By the way. Um, you know, we get together, we were standing up for unity in America, and then we have tragedies like this that happen in Orlando. We have, you know, a political system that continues to divide us, and sometimes it can be discouraging. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I just, uh, and I just, I just wanted to encourage you. I, I imagine it's got to be empowering to be able to be in front of that mic and talk to so many people. And also discouraging because it's so hard to bend the needle, you know, to make things change. I tell you what, brother, um, it's an honor to be in front of this mic, but it's definitely challenging. Um, you definitely have to stay focused. And, and it's a responsibility that I don't take for granted, nor do I take lightly. Um, but I thank you for your support and the viewers out there and their support. Thank you so much for calling in. We got Jim. Jim, thanks for calling the program. Nice to talk to you, Lawrence. Can you hear me? I can. Thanks so much for calling in. 
Yeah. Yeah, I regret I didn't get a chance to meet you down in uh, Birmingham. I was down there, too. And, in fact, uh, I used to live there as a boy uh, back in the George Wallace years. So it kind of dates takes me back a couple of years. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, yeah, we definitely but, had a powerful uh, time there. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it was it was amazing. And, of course, what really got me on the whole thing as far as, you know, here we're doing something to unify the country. And what do they cover? Black Lives Matter in the Minnesota State Fair, which, you know, that's where I came from, Minnesota. I traveled all the right. way from Minnesota to my car. And that's what they travel, something that causes division and hate. Well, that's what they're concerned you know, about. about. They're, they're not, we, we had unity there. Black Lives Matter right. was a small portion, not right. even 20 people. And we had the right. largest march since Dr. King himself. Right. But as you know, the Amen. liberal press never will cover that. No, they don't. Because like I said, that's our brother agenda. Their agenda is to divide us. They're not, they're not, their agenda isn't about unifying us. That's exactly right, that, brother. Uh, and, uh, but this whole thing with the, uh, you were talking about pro-life, and I'm, you know, very pro-life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I said, is you know, what got me as far as I remember, I think Glenn's program or one of the things I was reading, and he was saying that uh, in New York City, the amount of live births compared to abortions, there's actually more abortions among black women than there are live births. That's exactly right, brother. The number one killer of black folks. Yeah. Uh, today is abortion if the liberals would count it. Thank you so much for your call, Jim. This is what we're talking about, people. People are starting to wake up, or people need to start to wake up. The liberal press won't cover this, just like they won't cover that they had employees of the DHS that were on the terror watch list. They won't cover any of this, but that's what we're here for, to hold the press accountable to hold candidates accountable. I can't thank you guys enough for tuning into the program. Without you, we couldn't report on these stories. We thank you for your support. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.